and welcome to this podcast series from Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. We will be taking a close look at the world of turnaround and exploring how to grow your business. We'll be talking to the people who've experienced it, from financial directors to lawyers and business owners, in order to give you insight and practical help. So if you are faced with dealing with a similar situation, hopefully it won't seem so daunting. Your host is David Stone, founder and CEO of Prompt Business Strategies. He'll be joined by a range of experts to discuss the hot issues. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Today's podcast focuses on the issue of cash. As an SME, you can see that your business is in profit, but somehow you don't seem to have the cash in the account to pay your bills. Prompt has dealt with many businesses that have almost failed due to running out of cash while still showing a profit. We'll be looking at this issue, exploring why it happens, and we'll be coming up with some ideas about how to avoid it. David, hello. How are you? Yeah, hi. Very good. Nice to meet you again. Yeah, and you. So, I mean, you know I'm a business owner as well, and I'm having some real problems around cash at the moment. And one of the things that has absolutely blow my mind as, a, as an artist rather yeah. than a creative type rather than a numbers person is that is the fact that I can be in profit when I look at my you know I've got zero now like I think most small businesses do yeah. and there's profit there and it's a good profit and it's nice and solid my accountant says yeah you've got good solid business there and it's growing yeah. but I have no money <laughs> how does that happen where is my money yeah well you're mostly not alone actually and um to be fair, it's quite a common problem, actually, in most businesses. And as I think we previously mentioned, yeah, a lot of business owners actually never actually are truthful about that situation. But most businesses actually have some cash squeeze at some point. And, and it depends sectors. Like it's very interesting how different sectors have different problems. So in the service sector, which obviously Prompt is in, and you're in as well, yeah, yeah. We, we have a different cash cycle so in real times we're very people orientated so and people expect to get paid either weekly fortnightly or monthly and if we don't pay them no doubt they won't turn up for work or won't do the work so we from a real point of view we've got to pay them fairly precisely and promptly but obviously obviously our clients may have a different view of when they want to pay us oh yes um and, <laughs> yeah. and statistically you know clients pay on average it's people know so around about 42 days on average and most businesses give around sort of 15 to say 30 days credit in real terms on your invoice. Yeah, mine's 15. Yeah. Yeah. But very few people actually pay on terms is the truth of it. And I think the British trait is we we don't like chasing money. It's not something we're, we're sort of tuned in to do. We felt it's all very awkward to ask for money. So that's in, very true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in the, so the sort of service sector, you end up getting this gap basically between what you're paying out for your team and your internal resources and and when you're getting paid and that gap often is very manageable because often it's around about sort of 20 to 30 days gap however it doesn't take much for that gap to open up so you're still paying your team and, and mostly yourself as well but gradually what happens is some of those customers don't pay you and then you start chasing them and they become a bit of a backlog and also, as you get busy, we're all guilty of this. We don't chase as hard because we're so busy in small businesses, winning work. That's absolutely true. And delivering it, <laughs> right? So 
But we often neglect chasing to get the cash in, and therefore that cash cycle gradually gets longer. And of course, the customers know who chase. So if we don't chase, if you don't chase as a business, they won't necessarily pay you as quick because they'll respond to the people who chase for their money harder. So actually, the good people, it's really it's inverse law. So the, we all think we're doing the right thing by being a bit relaxed with the customers, but we're the ones who, in small businesses, who suffer, basically. And that's sort of what happens. But you also get another factor is that if a business grows, so again, service sector for a minute, yeah. if a business grows, growth consumes cash because you're paying out more and more for your resources quicker and your customers are still paying you on, say, 42 days. And therefore, although the gap may not in timing doesn't change, the quantum changes. And what is interesting is in our world, we, we see a lot of businesses that are in huge financial trouble but actually, when we look at them, they're making profit. So actually, from a P&L point of view, they're profitable. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely that. But the growth point's really interesting because we've had to invest in some new software because we can't take on more clients until we've got the capacity to service them. Yeah. So you, we've got this kind of gap at the moment where we're paying this extra money. We need to win new clients, but our existing clients aren't paying us on time you know that it's slow getting that cash in yeah and, and that also goes to like the growth cycle of business so you can grow a business uh, i'm sure you know all this but just talking through you you sort of grow a business of, of a couple of people and you're actually most probably when you're about sort of four or five people you're quite efficient because you know one another and you don't need really clever it systems you can pretty much take everything off the shelf at that point and then gradually as you grow invariably you've got to invest and therefore there's this whole thing of the investment and you've got to pay for that investment. So you go through stages and, and there's a lot of studies on this where you can map out businesses and they sort of plateau out from a profit and cash point of view while they reinvest and they go up in stages. I mean, one of the big ones was around 7 million turnover, quite a you know, reasonable size business. When you know management, it becomes more sophisticated, it's got to have systems. So there's several things going on. One is the cash cycle which we talked about. And then the other one is obviously the investment side. Sectors is a quite interesting one. If you're in manufacturing, of course, it's uh, or food producers completely different again, because you get work in progress. So unlike a service sector, um, if you're in you know, manufacturing, let's say aviation is an extreme of this one, is from making you know, components to a finished engine or something like that, it takes a long time if you're in aviation. And therefore, you've got all that cash tied up in work in progress. So whilst the profit and loss might show that you're actually okay, your your, your margin's good and you're making money, if you haven't got the resilience of a lot of working capital, cash, basically, you know, all that stock and whip is tied up. And food manufacturers go through this as well, because it depends what sort of food, but quite a lot of them are actually frozen food. So they're tying up stock. They're tying up a lot of stock to smooth out seasonality. And therefore, that is all cash tied up in their business. So when you look at the, the P&L, again, they'd be quite profitable. Look at the cash and they don't have any because it's all tied up in stock. Yeah, that happened to a friend of mine. She'd got a refrigerated food business and shipping to China. Right. And, um, and one of the papers wasn't right going into China for the export and everything went off. Yikes. And it put them out of business. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. Some of the things we do is, is looking at then the cash cycle. So one of the things we go in when we're looking at businesses and try and help businesses, literally looking at that cash cycle and saying, 
okay what is it now and what what can it it's like a nudge theory what can you change so can i encourage customers to pay me quicker uh and often prompt payment discount as we all know um but of course that impacts the margin because you're giving away actual margin to do that but often that's the right thing to do can i get better terms with suppliers so can i move from 30 days to 60 days obviously there's a danger in doing that but in effect, they may want to increase their margin the other way around. So in effect, which will impact your margin. So a lot of it is looking at, can you change the cash cycle? Where's the cash? And where's the cash tied up? Is it, if it's a manufacturing, is it stock? Can you go lean manufacturing and drive the stock down? And then coming to us back to sort of smaller service businesses, I think the one thing that small businesses are not necessarily good at only because they're trying to win business and they're small, and that is actually accruing for Things like you know VAT and tax, and we've all at some point in our lives we've all been caught out on this one, where when the accountant says, "Crikey, you owe all this tax," and you go, "I didn't make that, I didn't make that much profit," and it, it's happened to all of us at some point. So I think part of it is just accruing for that in cash terms. And I'm a great fan of having several bank accounts. So you know, having a general bank account, a bank account, I often recommend to smaller business a bank account, you know, to just savings account which you can access immediately for the VAT and the same for corporation tax so you start at least when you're looking at it very quickly in a hurry you you're, you're getting a you're getting a snapshot of your true cash position rather than gross um which yeah. may look really really nice for a minute but the fact is that VAT and tax man is going to come along and take quite a bit of it um so part of it is coming up with simple techniques and actually, it's, it's interesting what you're saying about looking at your real cash position, because this was something I realised I wasn't getting in terms of the information. So I was getting the sort of the profit and loss, which is fine. And you look at it and you think, oh, yes, I, you know, I need to put this away at some point. And then and you realise you actually need to have far more immediate information on a monthly basis, don't you? And, and that was quite a transition for me mentally to sort of think, no, no, I've really got to get this drilled down to every single month and be getting this money put away and but it, it's where you get that information from isn't it yeah i mean you were saying you're using zero and zero is you know is a very good tool for sme businesses we use it for example so we think it's a very good tool and we know a lot of our smaller business clients use it as well so from a sort of reporting point of view it's very good and and obviously it can show as long as everything's posted bang up state as you know will show you as likely cash but equally you know we're still old-fashioned which obviously zero gives you as well but you can just literally go and look at the bank account and it's mainly accruing for yeah that's the most of vat and and zero and not just zero but a lot of the software sage packages will do that where they actually will give you um in effect a clean cash position allowing for VAT. It won't normally allow for corporation tax because it can't predict your your profit for the end of the year. So we're we're boring and simple. We just literally we we put money aside basically so that we hopefully get it broadly right at the end of the year when when the tax is done. And if you put too much away, you get a nice little bonus, don't you? Yeah, holiday <laughs> funds. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. So I think in another bit, it really is is really looking at your cash cycle and thinking about. What have I got to pay out when and when am I going to get money in? And can I get that gap as small as possible? And obviously, the bigger the time gap, the more cash you consume. And the other factors we've said earlier is if you're accelerating, your business is growing, you normally consume cash. So 
you have to think about growth is not always as positive as one thinks. And often when we meet businesses, it's how we've rapidly grown in the in the last six months or year. Yeah. And that's a clue to us what the problem is. You know, it may not be profitability at all. It actually might be just that cash cycle has caught them out. And construction's another classic where construction can can consume huge cash, even with measured work at the end of the month, which a lot of construction companies work on you'll never get 100% of that valuable work done. So you can, and if you're doing big projects, you gradually drift apart. Yeah. And that's why so many construction companies get into trouble as well. It's not not about necessarily margins, it's actually that cash cycle. That's great. So just, just to summarise, before we finish, what would be your top tips for businesses who are perhaps experiencing some of the same things as me? <laughs> well, I think genuinely one is hand on heart, look at, the timing between when you pay people and when you get paid. I, I think that's the starting point, everything. And look at how could you change it, basically? Have you got enough margin to offer prompt payment discount? Or can you get your suppliers to give you a bit more credit? I mean, the perfect world of that is to try and get paid before you pay out. I mean, that is, if you can get that model to work, then you can grow because you can grow fast because there's no cash constraints on you. And some very successful businesses have you know, got that model right. And therefore, so I think that has to be the number one part of it. Obviously, the backdrop of that is making sure you are making profit, because if ultimately you're not making profit, the cash will eventually dry up, regardless of whatever you do to the cash cycle. You, know, you will run out of cash if you're not making profit, stating the obvious. And so it is understanding that relationship between am I making profit? And um, have I got my cash cycle right? If you get those two points balanced and keep reviewing them as well, don't just do it once and forget it. it. I mean, literally, I'd recommend doing it every couple of months, just thinking it through when you review your accounts. Oh, that's really good advice. Well, thank you, David. That's been really helpful. I should be going and writing all this down. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> all right. Thanks ever so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Prompt Business Strategies, the turnaround and growth specialists. If you want to get in touch with David Stone or any of our speakers, please visit our website, promptstrategies.co.uk and use the contact details you'll find there. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and are general, so they do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please do talk to us directly.